It's Thursday, and it's the dose. We are back. Welcome. Welcome. And thank you for listening in. We got Dax Watson back in the house. Jeremy Clevin and Byronovich Filson. Yeah. We are here. It's Thursday. Thanks, Dax, for rolling again for your I just stayed fourth, over. Ti- fourth I just time stayed on the dose. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just rocking it, man. That's right. We try. We, we were, let's just dive in. We were talking okay, about, uh, yes, we will. We were just talking, <laughs> we were talking about uh, advertising yesterday and the importance of prominence and abiding by the rules that we don't understand. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Because it's tough to understand what the department says. So always refer to your company's policies and procedures manual or reach out to the broker. But we didn't touch yesterday on videos. So Dax, the same rules apply with video as well, because we do see a lot of people that are either doing the selfie videos or they're in front of an open house. And let's be real. Uh, all of you are, are mostly out of compliant when you reference yourself as a real estate agent and there's nothing to do with the brokerage. Correct. So if someone's in an open house and they're recognize or identifying themselves as a real estate agent, Dax, let's let people know what they're supposed to say in that video to be compliant in the department's eyes. Well, I think they, first things first, you give your name, your licensee, but most importantly, who are you with? What brokerage are you with? And if you're using it on a web page, again, make sure that if there's any kind of, I'll call it signage or any any kind of tag at the bottom of the video. Again, you got to have a prominent broker emblem on there. But yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. And Jeremy's actually was talking. We were talking about this before we went on the air. I don't think that the agents who are increasingly becoming more creative in their advertising realize that videos come under the same rules because yep. it is advertising. So we have to make sure the brokerage is being announced. The brokerage is being talked about. Um, don't just go on there and say, again, I'm Dax Watson of the Watson team. That's not good enough. Yep. Dax Watson of the Watson team with my home group. That's what we have to be doing. And that's the thing. Like you said, it's, it's our peers out there doing it. I mean, we, you know, for the folks out there and, and, you know, we're fortunate enough now, I mean, for better or worse, to be somewhat of a high, in a high profile, you know, brokerage. And sorry to our agents if that causes you any trouble out there, but I mean, it's causing you know, again, our peers, our associates, or and or I should say our competitors to kind of take notice and try to look for things like this. But it goes beyond just the video too. I was another one that came to mind is, you know, websites. You know, a lot of people will have, you know, an agent website. It's their information. It's their phone number. It says realtor and that's it. Right. You know, or their team. And there's nothing on there that says the brokerage. Again, we have changed our stance. We have always, we have always been a huge believer. And I, and I like to believe that we have had an effect on the industry here locally in Arizona in terms of allowing agents the freedom to brand themselves. You know, we decided that we were going to do that, you know, five, six years ago where we allowed the agents to be in bright, shining lights. I mean, we want the agents to be in bright, shining Mm -hmm. lights. You know, this is, we talk about this all the time. This is a human connection, human resource business. People work with people. You know, they're not looking to buy a home and say, I must have an ABC realty agent. I must have a, my home group agent or an XYZ. They, they work with the people that they know, like, and trust. So, we want the people to be in bright, shining lights. So we have always allowed agents to do that. But the department, again, who we all must adhere to, is changing their stance. Therefore, we must now change our stance. Well, and again, I, I don't mean to split hairs. I'm not so sure they're changing their stance as much as it's just really on their radar screen a lot more than it has ever been. That could been. be, sure, yeah. Uh, and I think they're just more more enforcement actions. I don't even want to say they're more aggressive. I mean, they're doing their job. Let's be... We're, I don't want this to come across as if we have any issues with the department. We like the oh, department. Of course not. They're, no. they're incredibly important for our industry. 
Um, but what we need to do and why we do what we're doing on the radio right now or on this podcast right now is, is educate you as to things that exactly. the department might be looking at a little harder now. And, and that ebbs and flows. I mean, there was a few years back, there was other items that were hot. Exactly, because their rules haven't changed. They've, right. they've been this Except way, the, the same way. And it's what, it's what they it's think their, is important. Because with the increase in teams, with the increase in social yeah. media, with yeah. the increase in, in easy avenues for advertising, meaning that it's very easy for an agent to advertise now where it wasn't maybe 10 years ago. That's where I was going, where now right. the department also has easier outlets to find out. Exactly. If someone does turn them in or sends in a package uh, you know, anonymously, they can easily look at the person's Facebook page, right. website, whereas five, even seven or seven years ago, you couldn't. They most likely didn't have anything out there, so it's harder to find right. those violations. In the yeah, old so days, the, the advertising violations were yard signs and maybe flyers, right? right. 10 years ago. That's probably most of the advertising violations. Now it's Facebook, web pages, all the social media. And it's just, it's, again, advertising has never been easier in terms of you don't have to spend a lot of money to right. advertise. At and all. so now there's more advertising violations. And there's more agents. Correct. And there's more inexperienced agents. Correct. When it comes to run up in the market. So it's kind of a perfect storm going on here with right. the, you know, huge increase in social media users, huge increase in agents. Right. You know, I mean, we're in the wild, wild west after all, right? Right. Guns, right. Gunslinging. So right. always check with the broker, check with your policies and procedures manual before you do anything and send in for approval. Byron, can I get a uh, six shooter, two gun salute right now? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Dax, yes. next yes, topic. We've been it. talking offline about vacant, what? Vacant <laughs> land. And that's been an issue to some capacity, right? The last couple of years. Well, I think it's and a couple of things have popped up to. Here's a couple of reasons. Warn. Vacant land always becomes a hot topic in hot markets uh, because vacant land doesn't sell when our market's down. Right. But vacant land sells like crazy when the market is good because uh, investors are coming in, they're trying to buy some dirt. Uh, spec home builders are looking to buy homes uh, or buy dirt to build homes. And it just becomes a transaction. The, the amount of transactions that involve vacant land increase when we have a hot market. Vacant land deals are not like standard residential deals. So I guess my first thing I would say is, if you are a residential real estate resale agent, that is your scope of expertise. You are not a land, a vacant land <laughs> agent. I'm not saying you can't do the deal, but if you've Don't never do done the deal. Well, no, if you've never done a deal, what is <laughs> what does our rules require? Our rules say you have to stay within your scope of expertise. And if you're not going to stay within your scope of expertise, you got to do one of two things. You have to disclose in writing to your client, I don't know what I'm doing, which is really good marketing. Or, or refer it. Well, that's the third thing you can do. <laughs> or you you affiliate up with somebody that that has that expertise. Right. Okay, so, but put that aside. Let's assume that you do one of those two things. Vacant land is different than normal deals. That's easy to understand. The number one thing, and it's in the contract, and maybe you think I'm just being silly, they have to get a survey if someone's buying vacant land. Have to. I mean, they don't really have to. I'm, I'm using that word, but we have to encourage it like you wouldn't believe, and we have to document the crud out of our files if they don't want to get a survey. Because vacant land often can be landlocked. Vacant land could have easements and things that we don't know about. Vacant land, people could have built on the vacant land that you don't even know. I've even seen situations where we're advertising a parcel. We think that parcel is located in a certain spot. We take the clients out there. They walk the parcel that we show them. They buy the parcel and it turns out the parcel's one lot over. So if they had a survey done, they would be able to see that. So I just... It's been a hot topic lately around our office. We're getting more and more vacant land lawsuits. So for those of you that are out there, just be mindful. If you don't do vacant land deals on a regular basis, you shouldn't be doing them. 
if you do do vacant land deals on a regular basis, let's just make sure we're getting those surveys. It makes sense with the whole scope of work because we also have that pop up, especially with either newer agents or even someone who could be in the business for 10 years and never did a land deal. It's better just to refer it or like right. you said, bring in an expertise regardless because you're still going to make something. Right. But take it for what it is and learn now. Learn off that expertise or learn off that person's experience to help you through the transaction. Because right. that is such a little mistake that could have totally been fixed. Oh, yeah. Or before closing. Something right. I mean, that's just, and now they're probably in a mess, I assume. Absolutely. Ugh. Absolutely. Awful. So um, anything else on the, the land piece of it? Because I know we've seen a couple other scenarios with land where it could be they thought there were utilities or there was a, something else that has popped up recently where they were buying like raw land and they thought they were divide, buying like almost like subdivided or land that was improved. You know, I don't know if that has come up recently because of all the development going on. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> we could switch gears for a second though. In vacant land, one of the things that we've <clears throat> also seen is if you sell dirt and it's part of an illegal subdivision, and you don't know that, that doesn't mean the department won't still come talk to you. Interesting. Um, so we need to at least make sure we're, we're talking to our sellers and make sure that they understand that they've complied. Um, it's not our job. I'm not saying it's our job to do subdivisions. It's not our job to make sure that the subdivision was done right. It's just whenever you're selling the vacant land, just know that if it's more than six parcels or more than five parcels, um, it's going to have to be subdivided. So that comes up. And that's also interesting too. In the vacant land spuds, it says, is, this, is the lot located in the subdivision? And then the answer, if the answer is yes, you're supposed to attach the public report. And a lot in of agents, spuds. says on spuds, oh. and a lot of the agents aren't even looking at that and even recognizing that. And it should be right there, which is really interesting because one of the things I don't like about that in the vacant land spuds is the fact that the public report is typically for the very first buyer. And a lot of these vacant lands deals could have gone through 10 different buyers. So you're going to have to go find the public report and all that. Uh, it's all interesting. So refer it out. Refer it out to somebody. Refer, yeah, <laughs> just say, just refer and be done with it. Right. All right. Dax coming back again and staying with us for a little bit longer for the rest yep. of the week and maybe next week. Guys, thanks to our sponsors, VIP Mortgage and Alliance Property Inspections. Have a fabulous day. Dax, I want you to scare the pants off some people tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please. This is my job. Okay. It's my job. If you're not scared enough, bye-bye. Mm -hmm. See ya. See <laughs> ya.